Hello and welcome to another edition of Chesapeake Hockey Week. I am your host, Scunny Waz. How are you doing? How's it going? Hope it's springtime for you there. We're expecting more snow up here. It happens. It happens. Um, it is the season finale of the Chesapeake Hockey Week as we wrap up a couple of loose ends here and there. And then we'll send you on to your summer a little bit earlier than we had hoped or expected. But uh, actually, you know what? Uh, when you look at the grand scheme of things, all the tournaments would have been done by now anyway. So we're kind of wrapping up where we need to be wrapping up. Um, but for other like Maryland Black Bears content, you can go to Defending the Den. It's on the same podcast feed and drops a day later. So you got that going for you. But uh, we'll wrap up Team Maryland. We'll wrap up the Division One schools in Townsend and uh, Navy. And we'll wrap up the D2 women's squads of Navy of Loyola, of Maryland, and then away we go. We will talk some players, and then go onward and upward about our merry way. We'll start off with Team Maryland. They had a uh, very even Steven year. When you look at the ups and downs of this squad, didn't get too much out front, didn't get too much behind, played very, very solid hockey, especially towards the end. Uh, at, towards the end, they got really, really hot. In their last uh, last few games, winning uh, five, their last five games going into the playoffs, getting them home ice advantage in the playoff or play in round, and then the playoffs, uh, winning the first round, and then dropping the East final in game three. But uh, overall, this year, pretty solid. They had a had a bit of an older team, a lot of O2s, um, a, a fair amount of O3s as well. Only a couple of 04s in uh, Morley Phillips and uh, Carson Cabral Downs standing uh, out there. Hunter Hoffman as well, uh, really standing out in the uh, in the fray when it comes to uh, their squad. But uh, I think overall this was a good learning year for uh, Team Maryland. Josh Fusco coming in uh, for yet another season and uh, doing his uh, doing his work. With a team that, you know, kind of knew each other. Some guys knew each other. Some guys didn't. You had a lot of graduates uh, last season. But you're able to ke- uh, keep guys like J.J. Creighton, who was the captain. Tommy Tracy, who had a hell of a breakout season. Um, Devin Jolly, also on the back end, uh, played very well uh, in the grand scheme of things. Colin Berkey came back after coming uh, towards the end of the season. So... Uh, you had uh, Ben Watson, too. Ben Watson had uh, a great second half of the season for himself, uh, more on the four-checking you know, four side, creating a lot of plays. So overall, I mean, Team Maryland, kind of a clean slate, and they had themselves a heck of a year. Tommy Tracy led the team in points with 30, 16 goals. He was only one goal behind Morley Phillips, who Morley Phillips had a hell of a rookie season. Uh, a, a guy who I think is a heck of a project, and I think he could make that jump next season to uh, the higher levels, to the N.A. I mean, he's got the size, 6'4", 215. He's an 04 birth year. He's, he just turned uh, 19, so he's got a nice full season. He could be in the N.A. Uh, and a right-handed shot, just a big power forward, a guy who's definitely uh, definitely could make the, the jump, as could Tommy Tracy. Tommy Tracy won't uh, turn 20 until April, so he will be able to have one more year, uh, year of junior eligibility. I think he's got a good offensive mindset. He's he's a guy who can definitely uh, make a leap, make a jump, be a playmaker in uh, in an on an NA team uh, for sure. And then going down the list, I mean, you had your older guys, your Sean Donahue, 
about 23 points uh, in 38 games. Alex Erlin, who had 20 points in 42 games, uh, and J.J. Creighton, the captain, fifth in points with 20 points in his last season before he goes off to college. Same with Devin Jolly, 15 points in 44 games. Uh, a lot to be said there. Goaltending-wise, it was a battle back there. I mean, both Lincoln Crosby and Colin Berkey were playing very well. Crosby with a 12-7-2 record at 2.61 GAA and 9.17 save percentage. Berkey with a 9-10-2 uh, record and a 2.69 goals against and a 9.22 save percentage. Berkey with two shutouts. Lincoln Crosby with one. Both local products, both uh, putting putting forth the effort. Both 0-2, so they will advance on into their junior career or their college career after that. So I think it's going to be a uh, heck of a time for whatever schools get them. I know Berkey's going to uh, Southern Southern New Hampshire University, so he will uh, have his time in the sun there. Crosby, as of yet, not uh, not committed anywhere, but I think he'll be a good fit for uh, whatever school gets him or whatever school he decides to go to, should he decide to go and advance his hockey career. Uh, for Team Maryland, 22-17, 4-3. That's 51 points on the board. Uh, like I said, that big uh, five-game win streak to end the season really helped them out, as well as PHC, Philadelphia Hockey Club, uh, dropping their last four. That helped a lot. And then the playoffs, they were uh, very solid in the uh, in the playoffs with uh, you know notching four wins, only having one regulation loss, uh, battling to the end there. Uh, had a great series against ProTech, had a great series against the Philadelphia Little Flyers, uh, but in the end, it was not not for them. But they do have the uh, the uh, the best record in the South Division, most points uh, in the playoffs. So they got that going for them. If nothing else, they have that to hang their hats on. We will see what next year brings for Team Maryland in the EHL. We will see how this all uh, comes about. We will see the fate of a lot of this. Could be a very different team. The one we saw this year could be something like if you keep there's a couple players that stick around, but the rest of the makeup changes. We'll see what Josh Fusco can bring in for next season for the team Marylanders. We head to Annapolis and the U.S. Naval Academy men's D1 squad, and uh, boy, what a year! Another ECHA regular season championship for this squad. Um, went undefeated, undefeated in conference play. A uh, heck of a time there, and, and you look at their schedule again, that pit series in, in mid-October, that kind of flipped the script for Navy. From that point on, they were they were almost invincible, you would say, as they won 16 of their last 18 games after October 15th. After October 15th, they went 16-1-1. One, and one. The one loss was to uh, Army West Point. The overtime loss was in the playoff against Westchester. This team turned on that switch after Pitt. They were able to, like I said, undefeated in ECHA play. First time for the academy to do that. And they went to Nationals once again, unfortunately. Uh, this time in Nationals, not, uh, not so great. They get a seed up. They get the 19th seed. However, uh, they drop uh, in the first round. And unfortunately, not able to see things through from what they had. But when you look at the grand scheme of things, another solid season for this team. Another uh, exciting season uh, as you look at just the stats of it. Michael Rokovich had a breakout season. 
I, I mean, I'm not talking like small breakout. He went from five goals to 23 this year and played two less games. He had 52 points up from 28 last season. Five game-winning goals, seven power play goals, three shorthanded goals, and he ate the bowl. So that's a huge, huge leap for uh, Rakovic uh, in this one as the uh, Jameson PA uh, local, only in his second year with Navy. So we will see what's more to come from him next season uh, in his uh, junior year. Uh, so that's uh, pretty pretty cool to see. Down the line, Nick Allen also had a heck of a breakout year, five game-winning game goals, uh, tying uh, Rakovic in that one. Allen also uh, having that one spectacular goal, I think it was against Westchester in the dying seconds of overtime, getting the winner there. Uh, towards the end, he had 12 goals and 23 assists. Evan Adams, uh, who with Allen and Rakovic created a heck of a pairing, 33 points on that one. Sean Ostrowski, 13 goals on the season as well, ranking him uh, third on, or, yeah, third on the team behind uh, Rakovic and Adams. There, goaltending wise, I mean Charles Darty had a heck of a season uh, once again, 17-5 and two with a 2.76. Goals against average and a 9-14 save percentage. Uh, and Andrew Rugg getting some time in as well. Went 1-1-0 with a 3.64 GAA uh, and an 8.50 save percentage. Rugg's probably going to be the guy they look forward to moving forward in this as uh, Doherty moves on to submarine duty uh, next season uh, after he graduates. So he will be out there on the sub ship as well. Uh, other... Uh, seniors or uh, first first officers, I do believe firsties as they call them. I don't know the lingo, so I don't want to don't want to be disrespectful to uh, to the squad there. So, uh, but some other assignments that have been uh, going on. Captain John Mullen, he will be going to naval aviation. Like I said, uh, Chaz Doherty going uh, Charles Doherty going to submarines. Riley Jamison who had a, uh, a solid season down the stretch as well. He is going to surface warfare. So he's got that going for him as well. Jack Burke, he, uh, he again, another strong season down the stretch. He's going to be a naval officer, as will Steven Cialino. He will be a naval officer and yet another submarine in Anders Gulbronson, uh, a submariner for that one as well. So a, uh, a huge, huge uh, honor for these gentlemen to graduate and have themselves a heck of a time uh, moving forward in their uh, military career. And all the best, safe travels, and all that other fun stuff uh, going from that. So uh, cheers to that. Navy, we will see if they can go uh, three straight years with regular season championships uh, in the ECHA. Hopefully, maybe getting a, a playoff championship on top of that as well, going back to nationals. That will be a good uh Tom Amansky situation back to back to back ECHA championships. That's a nice ring to it. Let me tell you that. So all the best uh, to the Naval Academy and the uh, the players and the folks there. Um, uh, cheers, cheers to you. We'll go up to Balmer County and uh, we will go to uh, the Towson University. And boy, not not a fun, not a not a not a not the best year. For Towson, if we're going to be, we're going to be completely honest with everybody involved. Three twenty-three and two, uh, did not make the playoffs for the ECHA. Had a bit of a 
uh, rocky road, as it were. Uh, got started off good. I mean, they uh, they had a uh, solid opening night against uh, Duquesne. Uh, but uh, from there, it was very, very rocky roads after that point. And it's tough. I mean, this is a team that definitely that uh, that had themselves the possibility of doing some good things and just something, one thing or another, just trips up, doesn't work out right. And then here we are trying to figure out, put the pieces together about what went wrong with Towson. So we will see how quickly they can get things back together. Justin Brown uh, led the team in points, had a point per game with 27 points in 27 games. Jay Harwood uh, notched 17 points uh, on the season, uh, including two power play goals leading the lead, uh, leading the team, along with Drew Lusting, two power play goals. Lusting being third on that one as well. Goaltending-wise, it was a rough go for... Uh, the three goaltenders, Daniel Ludwig, uh, Nate Berlue, and James Price. Uh, Ludwig going 1-11-1. Berlue going 1-9-1. Price going 1-3-0. and um, Not not a great time. A team that's averaging uh, goals against average uh, for all three combined was a 6-0 and a save percentage combined for an 8-7-1. Uh, not, uh, not desirable. They faced a lot of shots, though, man. Let me tell you. Um, I'll... Uh, 1,143 over 28 games. If you're scoring at home, that's just under 41 shots a game. So, you know, defensively, could be better for this team, for sure. But um, you always hope for next year. You always hope to see what happens uh, next season, if things can uh, boost up for uh, for next year. But you can never you can never be too sure. Uh, what what's going to turn this squad around? What could turn this squad around? And you just hope. You sit there and you hope, and you 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 hope this team gets back to their old glory. A team that was at a time one of the tops, the tops I would say in the state, um, for their club hockey. And I know back in back in my day, in the early two thousands, that was a that was a school people went wanted to go to for hockey. Uh, should they stay in state and not go anywhere else, not get go play D three? Towson was the place to be. Um, so, be interesting to see how this uh, how they rebound from that and what they can go from there. But um, they can get four wins next season. That's an impressive uh, that's an impressive feat. They're already ahead of next year, so that's something they can shoot for. That's something they'll be able to move forward with, and uh, we will see what comes of that from the Tigers next season. We'll take the beltway back down. We'll hit 97. We'll, yeah, we'll hit uh, 97. 97 will turn us into 5301. We'll go back down that way, back to the Naval Academy uh, for the women's side of things. And after their season last year, which got them a DBCHC title, uh, had themselves a heck of a heck of a time uh, losing out by only a game uh, in the Nationals for moving on. Uh, they came back with uh, some question marks. Of course, Julia Chenoweth had graduated and was on her naval services, and the goaltending would be a big question. But uh, they had some two two solid goaltenders in there with Maggie Colossa and uh, Sigrid Schwarzkopf. Uh, they they did pretty well for themselves. They were put into a, a different spot on the sheer fact that, uh, oh, yeah, we, we have the player of the year from D2 coming into uh, our area, and uh, now we, are, we have taken the reins. But... They held their own uh, in that instance with uh, Colossa going 15-2-0 with a two goals against average, though an 8.59 save percentage. Uh, the defense did their job and kept uh, 
kept the puck down the offensive zone. Uh, Schwarzkopf had a 2-1-0 record, uh, 1.80 goals against average, and an 8.66 save percentage. So they did uh, they did solid work uh, into the playoffs as well. Uh, Colossa had a heck of a uh, playoff run for herself, uh, getting the most of those games in the DVCHC and then into the Nationals as well. So that was uh, really cool to see uh, having them, you know, having what they had in the forefront, being able to follow up that performance, get the team to Nationals as well. And this team also, I mean, Tina Cornelio, uh, 47 points in 21 games, including 32 goals, averaging over two points a game. Samantha Clark, also not too uh, bad. 17 goals in 18 games and 31 points. Lauren Power, the D2 player of the year, 28 points in 21 games from the blue line, uh, including two game-winning goals. Uh, Marguerite Schillinger, also 20 points in 20 games, goal uh, a point per game. Lindsey Beisch, with uh, started out the season uh, very, the hot hand, especially against Delaware in that big comeback victory against the Blue Hens. Uh, she had 10 goals and 18 points in 21 games. Uh, it was a heck of a season, a, a, a wonderful season for this team, only losing uh, uh, twice uh, as uh, they lost the first game of the year to Delaware in that first uh, kind of uh, opening matchup, and then they came back and played them uh, two weeks later or a week later in that big comeback game I, I just mentioned. And then they dropped one to Rowan right before semester break. Uh, and then after semester break, they were just unbeatable. <laughs> and uh, uh, it was really cool to see uh, how they went ahead and how they were able to uh, kind of have a, almost a carbon copy of last season. Uh, didn't really miss a beat. Uh, the you know even with some players some key players from last season's team leaving so always good to see next uh next person up on deck to get that team or to keep that team running as smooth as possible and while I don't have their assignments a recognition to the uh, first class uh, senior class of uh, this edition of the midshipman women's squad including Brooke Brooke Gauthier who I've been saying Gauthier all season. My bad. I am uh, not good at names. Uh, Michaela Stangle, also in the first class, as is Lauren Power, uh, Kirsto Wheelock, Captain Marguerite Schillinger, and Kelly Hughes, who uh, all six of them will be moving onward and upward in their naval uh, careers. All the best to them moving forward, and uh, best wishes and thank you for all you contributed to the hockey squad uh, and uh, what you contribute further on in your uh, life. So we appreciate you uh, and uh, all the best moving forward. And we will see what the Naval Academy Women's Squad can bring us next year. And if we can't, uh, again, like I said with the men, if we can get a, uh, a nice little Tom Amansky back-to-back-to-back DVCHC champions, that that sounds good. That sounds tasty as well. So let's, uh, let's make Annapolis title town for Pete's sake. Huh? Go down a little further, and we will hit the University of Maryland. And uh, a tough start to their year, uh, at least in the first game, as uh, they took on uh, Delaware, and Delaware gave them the business. But then Maryland started giving teams the business. On the other end, uh, the next three games, they only let up one goal between those three games. And then kind of balanced, had a balancing act between uh, each side going forward. A shootout against uh, Villanova. At the end of October, where 19 total goals were scored, uh, and then just you know really 
really asserting the dominance that they they had in the previous side of things. So, um, in another iteration of Maryland hockey, that uh, uh, is a team that was uh, very dominant. Looks like they're regaining that form as well. Uh, Eliana Skogholm had the uh, leading point scoring for the Terps. 20 goals in 18 games, 33 points overall as well, uh, including four power play goals and three game winning goals. Uh, from the blue line, Eileen killed Kearney with the uh, 26 points in 18 games, including two game winners, easy for me to say. Elizabeth Braun, 16 goals in 17 games, 22 points overall. Uh, and uh, Alexandra Borsk with uh, 22 points in 17 games along with Lauren Wraith with a 10-10 and 10 scoreline for her season. Uh, back be, uh, in the net, uh, Haley Rubin, 8-7-0 with a 3.79 goals against and an 8.48 CA percentage, while Sydney Molnar uh, had a 2-1 record uh, with a 2.33 goals against and a 9.33 save percentage overall. So 10-8-0 in the 18 games they had, uh, dropping the first game in the DVCHC playoffs. But this team is on the rise. They look like they got a nice core of students to go forward and uh, push this team along. And uh, it should be it should be fun for Maryland hockey. That's for dang sure. When you look at it uh, going in there, the Turpies could have themselves a nice team uh, laying in wait. So uh, Maryland hockey is where it's at. Uh, the state of Maryland hockey is where it is at right now. So we will keep track on the Terps. And what they do in the next season, and uh, maybe they'll it'll be an All Maryland final of the DVCHC uh, championship. Who's to say? I mean, stranger things have happened. We move now to Loyola, and um, it was it was an interesting year for Loyola. It was a very uh, short bench season, kind of for for Loyola. Uh, they had a, a only a few people play all game all the games there um a lot of people kind of just were lost to injury or one thing or another not much known uh graduated early but uh, overall it was a tough tough year as this team went uh, 3 and 13 uh and really uh y- you look at how it could have been Grace Lunder in net was uh spectacular uh for for all all things considered the 518 goals against, yes, I get it. It's it's not ideal. Um, but when you look at the save percentage of 902 in that instance, uh, she was facing a ton of shots at any given point in time. She was averaging 50 saves a game. She had 808 saves uh, in the se- uh, 16 games that she played. One of them was a forfeit. So uh, they have 17 down, but they only played 16 games. She made 95 saves against Liberty in October. 95. She had 12 of her 16 games have over 40 saves and still managed a 313 and helped them get into the playoffs as well. Hats off to, to, to Grace Lunder, who is, uh, it is her final season, I do believe. Uh, we will see what she can, uh, where she goes next. I, I, I would want her to play women's, uh, women's pro hockey, just because she would probably be stellar uh, in net. Uh, but uh, we will have to see where it all goes from there for the Armok New York native, uh, as she ends out her her, uh, 
her career in uh, college. As for the offense, it was uh, it was kind of it was kind of lean. Let's not we're not going to mince words. Uh, Sophia Theodore led the team with 11 points in 16 games, including eight goals. Uh, Madeline Webb had seven goals in 13 games. Uh, Emma Alexander had uh, eight points in 12 games as well, including two shorthanded goals for herself. And then Kaylee Cronin, who only played nine of 16 games, uh, had three points. And then Astra Chase had two points, and that's kind of where the uh, the top five is for scoring. It was a, another lean year for Loyola. Loyola, Loyola kind of reminding me um, a little bit of Towson. Uh, they're starting to a little bit of a decline. I mean, we saw games where they only had six, seven skaters at a clip. Um, like I said, they had to forfeit one of the, uh, I think it was the Crab Pot game, their Sunday Crab Pot game, uh, for an unknown reason. I'm assuming it's just the, you know, not being able to field a team, uh, a competitive team. It's tough because you see what happened with the Towson women's squad at the beginning of the year, how they were, you know, there were some people rip-roaring ready to go, and then they had to drop out because they didn't have a competitive team, and you Hope that this doesn't happen to Leola. They, you know, they had a solid team. They won the DVCHC in 2019, I want to say. So, I mean, you hope that this team doesn't go by the wayside as well. But at the same time, you also don't want to have a team that is not competitive, and because that's just not fun for anybody involved. So, you hope that there's something that can come from it. There's something they can do to boost things up and, and get things going on the right track again. So we will see what happens with, with Loyola, Maryland, and the Greyhounds and see how the Greyhounds can come out of this season uh, and into the next. And like I said, Towson's women's squad, they did uh, they did not play this year. They shut up shop uh, early in the season because a competitive team. We will have to wait until next year to see if they are able to come back with a competitive team and uh, to see how they fare against these other Maryland squads as well. We will uh, we will have to wait and see the hurry up and wait situation when it comes to hockey going into the off season. But how about we get to some players? Uh, there are some players still playing. Uh, Sam Annis is one of them. Again, coming back from his injury, uh, putting up goals like nobody's business. Had two goals this weekend: one Friday, one Saturday. Both shootout losses, unfortunately. Uh, but Anna's back on it, not missing a step. Ten goals and 18 points in 33 games for the P- Potomac, Maryland native. Micah Berger netting another three goals this weekend, one on Friday, uh, two on Saturday, both against the uh, Trail Smoke Eaters, putting him at 26 goals in 42 po- or in 42 games as he gets ready for his uh, Miami University uh, going down to the Red Hawks and enjoying his time out there as well. Eric Charpentier had a goal for the New Jersey Titans as he, uh, they swept the Maine Nordiques this weekend. That goal puts him at 9 for the season, 31 points in 49 games for the Silver Spring defenseman. Stephen Halliday finished his season, his freshman year, uh, with a heck of a time beating Harvard, uh, eight to one. Ohio State did get uh, he got an assist in that one, but then losing to Quinnipiac, four to one for the season. Uh, Holiday had nine goals, thirty-two assists, forty-one points for forty games, better than a point per game average in a freshman year. Not too bad for the Ottawa Senators uh, draft pick and the Glenwood, Maryland native. We will see what he brings next season. 
Uh, I'm sure Ottawa would like to see a little bit, uh, have some more growth. That would be pretty cool for them. And Ohio State would have a nice uh, addition to their, probably boost them up to, if he wasn't first line already, get him the first line center uh, right then and there. That would be a uh, nice addition for him. Jesse Horachuk, uh had himself an assist on Saturday as the Maryland Black Bears split the weekend with the Northeast Generals. Uh, that puts Horachek at 22 points in 36 games. His teammate, Dimitri Kibru, he had a uh, two goals and an assist this weekend uh, in the split. That's putting Kibru at 23 goals, 40 points in 47 games uh, for the Silver Spring forward to uh, going to University of Alaska Anchorage. That's pretty pretty fantastic as well. Will Lawrence coming on strong as uh, he had two goals this weekend in a three-game sweep for the Johnstown Tomahawks. He had a goal Saturday night, had a goal on Sunday as well. That puts him at 13 goals and 21 points in 49 games for the Landon School product. Cameron O'Neill had an assist on Sunday against the Fargo Force in a win uh, for the Tri-City Storm. Uh, it's his first point in a uh, was his 17th assist on the season. Uh, he's got 24 points on the year, 46 games uh, for the young 19-year-old out of Odington. Uh, so he will probably have another year, I would think, uh, before he goes off to UMass uh, out there in uh, Tri-City. So we'll have to keep tabs on him next season. Evan Orloff had an assist on Saturday night in Maine's loss to New Jersey. Uh, puts him at 20 points in 43 games. We'll wrap up with uh, Jack Spicer, who uh, had a tough outing on Saturday in a 4-0 loss. 21 saves, 875 save percentage for that game and three goals against. Puts him at 29-1 uh, and one at a 299 goals against average and an 890 save percentage for the young product out of Rockville. Uh, he is eligible for this year's draft. We will have to see what happens uh, there, currently ranked at the midseason rankings, 30th in central scouting. Uh, so we will see if he gets picked. He still has another year of USHL before he goes to uh, University of Nebraska-Omaha. Uh, so we will see what uh, the young man can do uh, from Rockville, Maryland. Uh, and Andrew Takis' first college season uh, gets uh, closes out as Colgate um, lost uh, too many to not enough against the uh against Michigan. He uh Tack has actually got fifteen minutes of ice time as well as uh he let up three goals, got eight saves in some tournament play. Uh for the year he goes uh oh one and oh four point three two goals against an eight one eight save percentage. Again, numbers not necessarily indicative of what he has to offer. Um that was just that that was just a <laughs> that game was a terrible game. I, f I feel bad uh, overall for that, but um, he gets some he gets some tournament action, so he's got that going for him. But uh, in the worst case scenario, that's for dang sure. But there we go, um, and that's it. We can put a bow on this fifth season. We've done it as uh, it's over. We have no more teams to talk about. Um, we'll keep you updated uh, at Chesapeake HW Pod for all the player stuff that goes on. But a lot of players are wrapping up their seasons, and we'll kind of keep tabs on that. But uh, thank you again for your support, your listenership, all that fun stuff. I appreciate it more than you know, and uh, we'll be back for a sixth season. Um, so hopefully we'll have to talk to – we'll have to see the ratings and have to talk to the producers about that and go from there. 
But again, thank you guys all for uh, for listening. Um, again, follow the Twitter at ChesapeakeHWPod for all the stuff that goes on there. That'll do it. I'm Scotty Watts. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Chesapeake Hockey Week, part of the Face Off Hockey Show, Media Faction, and Podcast Monsters. Again, ChesapeakeHWPod on Twitter, ClutchAndCrabHockey.com, and Facebook.com slash ClutchAndCrabHockey. Um, thank you all. It's been a great season. A lot of ups, a lot of downs, but we finally got there in the end. So uh, be safe this summer. Be safe this offseason. Be smart. Be happy. Be healthy. Play that clutch and crab hockey if you get out there on the rinks, and we will talk to you next season. Peace.